to the War Zone Amateur Hour Podcast. All right, welcome back. It's episode number 27. It's the War Zone Amateur Hour Podcast. It's Tron on the mic greeting you here on this uh, Memorial Day evening, afternoon, good night, wherever you are. And it's the 10 inch cowboy at my side. That's your boy. I guess that's my introduction. Yeah. Hey there, Tron. Happy Memorial Day. You know, I uh, just got to tell everybody I got up super early this morning. I was uh, doing a little fishing with my old man. Got up at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast time here. Uh, Had a couple of beers on the boat. Coming back home, keeping that train alive. Ready to talk about this because I am so committed to this podcast. Never been more committed to anything in my life. So what's up with you? How was your week in the war zone, baby? How was my week in the war zone? Well, that's, that's a change of pace. But I like it because I have a lot to talk about. Uh, maybe not a lot. Okay, because maybe my list of accomplishments isn't that long, but I did have a shining moment of glory, and you were there firsthand for it. We went into a duos match together. Haven't had a duos victory together since I can't even remember. You know, I was probably still back in high school. I think we were still in the modern warfare seasons back then. But anyways, we get into it. We're struggling left and right fighting clawing back we get to the final circle it's out in the middle of nowhere no cover we ascend on the final you know perimeter like pros here but then you go down i find myself in a 1v1 v2 and i pulled it out got the clutch share your perspective for this it was impressive listen you know i do <sighs> You know, I, I'm not necessarily thrilled to talk about my failures and your successes, but you certainly succeeded. It was one of those moments where you're watching, expecting the game to end abruptly, you know, not expecting the win. But those are the best. Wow. Those, well, those are the best wins. You know, when your fucking buddy, your teammate, your compadre pulls it out of the bag against all odds. Frankly, I didn't see it coming. But you played so well. I was very proud of you. I like to, that's how I look at this. I'm just proud of you. I was very proud, you know, as like a fatherly figure to you. I was just a proud father, you know? Oh, yeah. Fatherly figure. Well, daddy, oh, check this out. The clip of that final moments of those final moments is actually up on our YouTube. So if you haven't already, check it out. Give it some likes and some retweets, I guess you can't do on YouTube, but give it a try. But, but, well, I'll go back for a second just to give it a little perspective. So we were up by, oh, man. So the police station that is on the north side of the map, but south of now Summit, right? I guess that would be a good way to describe it. On that hillside ridge where the old monument used to be, right? We ended up working towards that from the monument ridge, I guess would be a good way to describe it. And we got pushed in up the ridge trying to keep high ground one of the guy took one guy out he ended up that uh, his teammate took me out you ran over to me like a you know like a good teammate and tried to revive me i died instantly though and then you were left basically behind a rock where i think at that point it turned into a 2v1 at one point it was 2v1v1 but at that point it was a 2v1 situation 
And let's just be honest here. The team, the two-person team, those guys were derelicts. They didn't know what they were doing. But regardless, you took them both down and got the victory. It was one of those victories where everyone, you and I are screaming and shouting, couldn't believe it actually happened. It It was pretty spectacular. Wow, that was a roller coaster following that, especially at the end there when you kind of had some undercuts there, you know, trying to chop me low, it sounds like, a little bit. Would you say those were good players you took down? Were they sweat lords? I don't know if they were sweat lords, baby, but you know what? I pulled it out, uh, and the main lesson there that I learned was I had gone away from the 60-round magazine attachment, trying other guns, you know, the AMAX. I was even using the AK without it. Well... After putting on that display, it took me damn near all 60 to get the guy that got the cowboy, but I think it was with maybe my final or second to last bullet, I knocked him in the head. So, you know, if you're an amateur like us, you have trouble getting that little crosshair on your enemy, man. Make use of those 60 round max. What gun was that on? Was that on the AMAX or the uh, AK? That was the AK 47 Cold War. The AMAX, the highest. Uh, magazine capacity you can get for that is 45 you are capped there so yeah uh you know i guess we can get into it i tweaked the loadout again this week trying a new thing i i've been loving the ram when i had been playing with it so i was like i need to get the ram back in my life and i stripped that thing down to pure ads i got like tack laser on it i got a stippled grip tape and then i got some uh, like the eclipse barrel which is even a little bit better than the other one so Loving that, and then I paired it with the Max Damage AK-47. I found my loadout. I'm having a lot of fun this week. I'm here with positivity, as always, but I'm ready for you to just tell me how terrible I am, and I'm a bootlicker and stuff, so go ahead. Wow, I feel like I, I'm not I'm not the antagonist of this podcast, baby. I am bringing the positive vibes all the time, especially with you. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm nothing but positive energy. What are you talking about? Okay, well, speaking of positive energy, and speaking of YouTube, I mean, we went a while without really posting YouTube content, and that's on us. That's that's not what we're hoping to do, but this week we had some surprises, particularly when Cowboy messaged me that the fails breakdown that we've been fucking talking about for months, literally months now, well, it's finally finished, and it's out there live uh, courtesy of a, a listener, James, we can call him, who submitted them. You know, do you want to sum that up? Get our our listeners enticed who haven't checked that one out. Yeah, the fails breakdown are fun because I, you know, we do the podcast and I love we can we can spit about Warzone forever and it's really fun and we talk about our own failures obviously and sometimes as we just talked about our accomplishments, which are few and far between. But to get you know, video material from people that listen to this podcast of them just shitting the bed, you know, in really horrible situations. I don't want to give any of them away. One of them, one of the clips that James sent us was just an epic failure that you really can't plan for. And I've never seen happen. Uh, Putting that together was really fun and talking over it is really fun. Well, I'm, I'm all about the fails breakdowns. I love doing them. It's really fun to watch. And I'm all about it. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, it took us a long time. I had some technical hiccups. Listen, I'm not like a technical guy over here. I'm just, you're a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. I'm a cowboy of the sea, baby. I'm just wheeling and dealing and shooting. So like to hop into like the matrix mainframe and cut something together. Yes. It took me a little bit of time, but, uh, it was really fun. And, uh, I, I'm very happy to do another one. I can't give you a guaranteed deadline on anything, but Hey, send it our way. It's, We'll post it on our YouTube. It's really, really fun. Yes. 
Love it. Thank you, James, whoever you are, for submitting that. And to your teammates who also, it seemed like a lot of them were the ones really doing the failing. Uh, but that's where you get the solidarity out there with the fellow amateurs. That said, speaking of fellow amateurs, you know, last week we talked exclusively about the new vault contract for the diehard 80s shit and how this specialist perk and you over here, Mr. Beacon of Knowledge, claiming that the specialist perks included Foresight. Well, you know, Gimli, a Twitter user out there, tweeted at us that Foresight is not part of the specialist perk reward. So you, sir, were wrong. If there's anything Warzone has taught me over the last year plus is that uh, it's to be very humble. And I am I am approaching our listeners, you, all of our friends that play in a very humble, a humble mindset. And yes, I was wrong. Okay, is that what you want from me? I was fucking wrong about it. I thought that it was included. I still think that it was a change that Activision made. And at one point it was a part of it. But yes, I was wrong. I my tail is between my legs. Just cut my tail off. What do you want from me? Uh I'm that really you gave me what I want there. So thank you so much. Very grateful for that. Let the record show all of that. It's all on the record now. But guess what though? So we talked about the imbalance incurred, I should say, by the specialist perk. Well, it goes beyond what we even thought. While it doesn't include foresight. Jay God tweeted this week that if you're running a modern warfare gun and you get specialists, you also get five additional gun perks going at one time. So you get sleight of hand, frangible wounding, which I think means when you hurt someone, like their health doesn't regenerate until a longer wait period. You get heavy hitter, which again, I should have probably looked that one up before doing this episode. So if you, I'll check that out. And then you get FMJ, which is crazy bullet penetration that fucks up vehicles and people through walls and shit. And then you also get presence of mind, which is where you can hold your breath when you're sniping for a super long time. So that said, where what's your view on the specialist perk being in the game with these new revelations? So correct me if I'm wrong here, as uh, everyone knows that I often am, but uh, the specialist perk that has been introduced comes from the vaults at the tower, right? That's where this is originating on the map, yeah? That's correct. Previously, they were like randomly could be found in bunkers and some other Easter egg things. But now, yes, when you complete that vault contract, I believe it's four of them spawn in the vault. That's super fascinating because it adds such it adds so much more to these vault contracts, which I, I again and as we talked about this last week, I really liked them introducing this tower with this vault and these new missions that give you these perks that used to be kind of like you know, these questions, like maybe you'd find it, maybe you wouldn't. They're not on every map. It's like totally map. It's just like out. Who knows what's going to happen with it? But now that you know they're there, it creates this incentive to go to this new hot part of the map and it adds a new element of the game, which I actually really, really enjoy. And I didn't realize all of those perks came with the Modern Warfare guns when you have specialists. It adds another layer of competition there. And to be honest, I have done a couple of hot drops to the tower this week wow and just to be honest that building for an amateur is no place to be that is like it is like i i got shredded it's a sweat lodge. it's a sweat lodge but also the architecture of the building it's it's not cut and dry it's like not easily holdable corridors if that makes sense like 
there are so many ways in which you can get killed in that tower. It is not conducive to amateur success, but I did try it. I made the drops, didn't complete any of the missions, but I did have, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, I did it for the pod, I guess you could say. I wanted to see what it was all about. So it was interesting. I, again, I am a fan of that. I think if they keep introducing these things, I think it's super good for the game. My questions moving forward, are they going to keep that there indefinitely? Are they going to get rid of the tower? Obviously, the missions can't stay forever. Is the vault going to stay forever? I, it's really interesting. I don't know. Uh, well, let's just address those final questions first. I'm fairly certain they've already stated this is a, you know, temporary event. So it will go away at some point. I'd imagine it'll stay all of the rest of season three. So I'm not sure what the clock is in terms of how much time's left on that. But let's get back, you know, to the to the debate, the topic at hand here, the specialist perk. So on the record, after hearing these additional advantages it provides, you still like that this shit is in the game. Man, you're always turning my words against me. Um, I, I do like it. I think I like it. I think I like it. I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't know how many times I've been killed by people with the perks, you know, with that specialist equipped. I haven't killed anybody there and received them. So it's hard for me. Yeah, I. but I do like it. Yeah, if it's a temporary measure... I do enjoy it. I do. Yes. I'll, I'll stick with that. Yes, I enjoy it. Okay. What about you? What, what are you thinking? Do you think it's overpowering? Do you not? Are you not a fan? Well, after these revelations, I was pretty blown away. Like, that is... When you have the specialist, you got the fucking whole... You got the wind at your back. Everything's working for you. So it sounds like the lesson there is, number one, if you plan on doing that vault contract and you have your loadout or you're going to get your loadout immediately after... You probably want to get at least one Modern Warfare gun out there so you can fucking benefit from these things. But anyways, I think... No, I don't think it should be in there. I do think it's interesting. One thing I discovered I didn't know is that once you pick that up and then you die, you drop it. So it continues on throughout the map. I've actually had it, I think, once this week. We killed a team. I, I don't think I personally got any kills there, but I fucking picked that shit up off that dead body and it didn't help me out because I still ended up dying. But that said... I don't like I don't like the scales being tipped like this. Take it out is what Tron says. Wow. Wow. Wait, so let's go back to say like stopping power rounds and dead silence. Are you still a fan of those? I mean, we literally talked about those two things specifically. I think it was last week and the conclusion was, you know, dead silence, fine with it being in there, and stopping power, we were both in agreement that it should probably be taken out. And I said, if they do keep it in, they should give it more recoil to help even balance it out a little bit more. Okay. 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 I'm just holding you to your word because you're always holding me to mine. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to keep it even. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That was a test. Got it. Well, glad I fucking passed there. Thanks. I did you? I don't, did you? Because I feel like you're being contradictory. Like you're saying that the specialist perk is too much, but at the same time, you're okay with dead silence and you can like nerf stopping rounds. Dead silence lasts. 20 seconds or whatever it may be. Do you, uh, you realize how many times you're killed by dead silence? It happens so often, like, and you don't even know it. It happens all the time. I mean, I get killed a lot by quite a variety of ways. Like there's just the maths out there that if there's a method of killing that's fairly effective, that's probably worked on me. Okay. Okay. So you're humble, but you're still naive. Okay, well, sorry, I'm so naive. I'm a little, you know, innocent 
little Tron robot running through the war zone, trying on a quest to make it maybe a little more balanced, maybe make it a little bit less fuck us, the amateurs out there. That's really what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, let's just bring this full circle. We talk about getting fucked in Verdance because of these specialists and these dead silence, these power stopping rounds. But you did have a clutch fucking victory in duos on Verdansk, which I haven't seen in a long time, probably since the tower was introduced. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, but I mean, if either of those guys had had specialist perks, I don't know, probably wouldn't have gone my way, you know? Somehow I would have got, gotten fucked. They would have had EOD when I threw the grenade that weakened the guy that killed you, you know? And then they would have fucking, I don't know, seen my footsteps. Or It's crazy the amount of perks that you get with that shit. It is. It is. It's it's substantial. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of it. All right. I'll admit it. I want it, but I can't get it. So nobody should have it. All right. That's all I wanted to hear. Thank you. Okay, fine. Damn. Are you going to law school, man? This is like some some putting me on the spot here, you know? No, maybe I should drink beers before the podcast every week. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of the vault contract, I still still Tron here scared of uh, the old nakatomi tower so i've been i've been in it since then not at the beginning of the match this was well into the match you know i knew it was safe i was running with some teammates but i was curious about this whole thing so i watched some streamers out there and i actually saw the old doctor disrespect complete the contract so if for those of you out there that are curious that are like me never going to experience it firsthand maybe want some sort of like secondary thrill hearing about it well what you do is you basically activate it and then it's kind of like a scavenger we have a bunch of crates you got to find i think it's like five in the tower i think it keeps sending you up towards the top and then you take the elevator up to whatever it's like the 31st floor then you take the stairs once or twice more and there is the vault yes and then you get a hundred thousand dollars in specialist perk yes and what's interesting about getting that type of money especially if you're running in say a quad or even a duos or something like that with that kind of money uh even if you were to die say you had a hundred thousand dollars on you when you were killed which happens to us often so say you die right and then you go to the gulag and you come back you respawn with quite a bit of money which is really interesting because it keeps then the ability to either rebuy teammates back or get your loadout. I mean, I'm talking about, I think if you have like $100,000 on you when you die and then you respawn again, I think it's like $12,000 is still in your pocket when you come back to Verdansk. That sounds about right. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I heard someone a while back that I was playing with say it's like the money that you return with is based on a percentage of whatever you died with. I don't know if that's true. I don't have the calculations, the algorithms, all that math. If somebody out there knows that, let us know. We'll share that. Uh, but yes, I, I think, you know, for the sake of the pod, for the sake of talking, Tron and the old 10-inch cowboy, when we run duos, maybe we should give it a shot or two trying to do one of these contracts. Yeah, I think we need to schedule a couple of hot drops in Nakatomi Tower and see what happens. Yeah, maybe we'll have our own fails breakdown of our you know, our own to share with you. Yeah, that sounds like a spicy Nakatomi failure YouTube video in the making right now. All right. Well, that was it in terms of, you know, updates and discussions. There was, though, I mean, they keep the hits coming here. It's like the 1989 Woodstock. There never was one. But what? Anyways, that another update in which they did weapons tuning i think it's been now three straight weeks we've had patches that have provided 
additional balance to the game from Raven, which is fucking kind of unheard of when you think back to how things were. So yes. Yeah. Well, let me ask you that. Let's get into a, just a brief discussion here because I'd like to get your uh, paycheck driven Activision thoughts on this. I don't understand it. it, it you know, we had the DMR that wrecked havoc for a month or two weeks definitely weeks definitely weeks there were other times in which metas completely c controlled the map and there was outcry from the community on how unbalanced things were probably coming from your mouth specifically and now all of a sudden you're seeing these updates in real time every single week the game is changing why what happened what changed did they hire somebody new like what I'm trying to understand, I mean, I'm not against it. I think it's fantastic. Like they're constantly changing the game, constantly listening to feedback. It seems like much more so and much more apparently than they used to in the past. Why is this? What has changed here? I mean, in terms of the real answer to that question, I'm under an NDA, so I can't share. I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, okay. Wow, wow. All right, loud and clear. Anyways, I don't know. We're not going to know the answer. We're not going to. Okay. That's like one of these eternal mysteries of the Warzone universe, you know? like. Listen, you are hosting this podcast from a pseudonym, Tron. You can spill the beans, baby. I doubt that you signed that contract under the Tron name. Like, let it go. Tell us. All right. Well, first off, it's pseudonym. That's what I'm talking about. And last week you said your voice was horsed, but it's just horse. All right. All right. We're getting there. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Tit for tat, let's address some things there. Secondly, to back it up uh, to, to your question about, you know, what changed, I don't know. The only real argument, I mean, not argument, but the main explanation is they care about this game, they care about the fucking community, and they actually took it to heart because the things that, you know, we were talking about, those are being echoed across the corners of Verdance by amateurs and sweat lords alike. Like, these are a lot of shared things that people fucking want that make the game more fun. And whatever it is, maybe they fired someone and hired more people. I don't fucking know. But, you know, they're killing it with that. And so this week was the same. Another update there from Raven. Well, yeah, but OK, let's just uh, let me just respond to that really quickly. The sentiment amongst the community in regards to changes and updates, that's been felt for a year plus now in everything that they've done. So don't just say like, oh, now they're all of a sudden feeling it and they're going to make those changes. We've been preaching, crying, you know, bleeding out sweat, tears and other bodily fluids on the map and they haven't made the changes. Now they are making the changes. So like I, I'm trying to figure out why now is the time and what I'm getting at is that do you think that there is any kind of significance in the fact that there seems to be competition on the horizon for other battle royale maps? Do you think that they're trying to address this now because they see the writing on the wall? There could be other competitions out there. Like what, what we need to keep our base here, our players. I, I think the biggest one in terms of battle Royale, you know, apples to apples competition is battlefield, but it's already been announced that isn't even coming until I think holiday season or something like another six months from now. It's down the line, way down the line. So they still haven't even debuted that footage. I'm sure they'll they'll get some people, they'll get some anticipation. But in terms of the numbers we've been seeing about, you know, player base and and viewership or whatever it may be, it's still like the number top five game, you know, streamed on Twitch and I'm sure YouTube gaming and the other gaming. It's still got millions of players. So like, I understand, obviously that's a factor and it's a fucking business and they have to beat their competition. So it's just like, 
I don't know if they were like banking on Battlefield not having a battle royale. Like they, everybody's known these games have been coming for fucking years. So I don't know if it's that like, oh, now they're scared. That's just me. Okay. I mean, uh, that's, that's understandable. It just seems like a lot of changes are coming. They're integrating new. I mean, it started with the update to the map, not a new map, but an update to the map. And then you go into having these 80s action figures, which again, good for the game. And to integrate that with a new spot on the map that plays into that. I love it. It's cool. It's good. It's reminiscent of Fortnite in a sense, because Fortnite obviously is introducing all kinds of new shit all of the time. And I feel like they're taking a page from that book in a good way. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that, that it's really healthy for the game, but it seems that a lot of this is coming in a short amount of time. And to me, it seems like an executive at Activision, and again, I know you have an NDA, but it seems like a executive at Activision started seeing the writing on the wall that there could be competition coming, so they need to catch up, hook their, their player base even more. That's the point that I'm making. Okay, well, that's the theory there. Get your tinfoil hats on. If anybody really actually does have an in there in reality that's based on you know substantive facts and not just pure speculation and hearsay, as the cowboy has done against me and my reputation well listen i'm not getting a fucking paycheck from activision so everything is speculation on my part motherfucker you got the nda all right well you fucking call your company and you check out my statements all right they're clean as a baby's ass cool which probably actually isn't that clean but let's move on to the patch notes uh that i guess brings us full circle we don't know as you just heard here from that detailed conversation, we don't know why we could only speculate, but the reality is another patch went live. The big change, which we had previewed last week, because that's what we fucking do on this podcast, uh, was the change to solos. So fans of dropping in solos, fans of not having friends when they play the game, keeping to yourself, you were probably happy to hear that they made a big change to solos, and that is the Berthas, which I guess previously there had been 16 to 20 Berthas spawning on a Verdance map at any one time. Uh, they've reduced that down to five now. I like it. I love it. I actually think they could get rid of Berthas in solos entirely. But again, a step in the right direction. I think less is good, and I think that with five, I mean really think about this like uh if you are a solos nutball and you play solos all the time and you're thinking like strategically throughout a verdansk sweaty solos match and you see one of those birthdays and you don't have one what are you gonna do you're gonna fucking try to destroy that bertha you know what i'm saying knowing that there's only five on the map if you can take one of those out that's a fucking huge advantage because when that fucking circle gets super tiny and there's only one or two of them left, yes, they have an advantage being in the Bertha, but it's so much easier to see the victory, to know the feeling is right there if you can get rid of those, just a couple of them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was with you. When I first heard the change, I was like, oh, I was hoping they'd get rid of them all together. But then the more I thought about it, the more I kind of listened to, to people debate it online, they came to a similar conclusion as you. So I think it's a little bit ingenious is, yeah, it makes them kind of more of a target. You see some guy in a Bertha, especially late game. Exactly, yes. Previously, it was like, you know, you only have so much ammunition, especially if you're rocking two ARs. You only get that 210 backup. So you're not going to spend 60, whatever it is, 
hundred bullets you need to take down a Bertha when you know you can see on your tack map there's five other guys doing the same thing. Like it's just you were like, no, nah, I'm just gonna hunker down, let these dickheads drive around, hope for the best. Now it's like you're never gonna see an end game with five Berthas unless it's crazy rare. You're gonna probably see maybe one, and that dude's gonna have the target on his back. So I'm with you. Love the change. I've only played one or two solos since then, and I think I quit out both times because I was getting invited to play with some other people. Uh, but I, I applaud the change. Love it. Couldn't have come sooner. You know what I think this incentivizes? Think deep here. What does this incentivize as a solo player? What is your secondary weapon, baby? If you know that you know, the Berthas are going to be a, 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 sh a shitty sticking point in your co your concourse to victory, what is the secondary weapon that we want? I mean, I think the answer's out there floating in front of everyone's face since the beginning of the Warzone Amateur Hour, and that was the Pila Man, Orstrella. Yes! Orstrella. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. I think that we're heading to a rocket launching meta, calling it right now. Boom. All right. Well, the, the, the prophecy he has been praying for since the beginning, he's hoping is coming true. But I got some bad news for you there, buddy. What? I've heard rumors or teammates speculating since this change that they nerfed the Strella slightly. No. No, you shut your dirty mouth. Shut your mouth. No. So... I encourage you to, to go back to that loadout maybe sometime this week. Play around. You know, I trust you. You're the connoisseur day explosive. Like, you you report back. Tell us what you found. Are they Was it a stealth nerf here or something going on? I don't know. I got to be honest here, actually. Um, as we've been hosting this podcast over time, you know, we're amateurs. I like to fool myself in thinking that I can roll with the best of them, even though I know that I can't. I have stepped away from the Strella and the Pila, even when I'm in a quad situation. I instinctively go car and then obviously a shorter range, either AR or SMG, which I'd like to talk about. I have possibly found a new SMG that I am very excited about, but I usually, my secondary weapon is the car because I, I do still, the thrill of headshotting somebody and wiping them from the map with just one pull of the trigger is a feeling that I think keeps me addicted to Warzone. It's like really like the top of like the good feelings of like killing somebody on the Verdansk. You know what I'm saying? Like a nice car kill. Whoo, it is. It feels really good. So I am I am programmed at this point to go with that loadout. Um, and I think now this conversation right now is making me realize that I need to go back to my roots, strap the Strella in, start getting back to sniping with that big bad boy. Um, especially if, especially if I'm dropping into some solo matches, but I think now I may have to go Strella and my new SMG that I've been super into is the Cold War MP5. I've seen a lot of streamers playing with it and I, you know, I had that pretty, uh, uh high up on the level ranking in my loadouts and I figured, Hey, I'll drop in with that. I'll give it a try. The MP5, it's very mobile. It has a pretty good damage profile. I'm sure that you know more about it than I do, but it seems to shred people at a close range and at a little bit of a distance, like that mid-range target. It can still get some shots on somebody. And, you know, I had been relying on my car as my secondary, but I'm thinking maybe an MP5 Cold War and a Strella, maybe the Cowboys new loadout next week. Oh, wow. We, that was an adventure. And the ending there was really unexpected. So, 
First off, I want to commend you. I love the fact that when you talk about switching to the Strella from the car, you said, I'm going to stick with sniping, you know, basically, but with the Strella. And that just shows... That shows the marksman approach you have to using Estrella. And I encourage all you out there that are rocking Estrella, use that thing as your own personal amateur sniper. Am I right? Oh, I don't even think it's an amateur sniper. I think if you are, if you're hitting levels of gameplay with Estrella that I know everyone listening to this podcast can, it can be a mesmerizing weapon. Like the highs of a quad kill hitting a vehicle driving by from distance that actually I just went on a rant about how how great a headshot is with a car and the feeling you get deep down with that kind of satisfaction jeez dude Estrella quad kill I've only had I think one maybe two of those that is on a whole nother level because you are your team you know everyone can get a headshot but when you're nailing a quad kill with the Strella, I mean, you're talking about levels of excellency that people aren't bold enough to take. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am all about it. I, I'm convincing myself right now what my loadout's going to be next week, 100%. Well, just calm down a little bit over there. You got a lot of deep feelings going on. I don't want you get to get a little too carried away here. We still got a, some topics to get through here, buddy boy. I don't know. I feel like I just got it all out. All right, well, I'm glad you're excited about this, Strella. I'm actually extremely intrigued and pleasantly surprised that you're so excited about the Cold War MP5. I have heard and seen that that sounds like, I mean, in terms of a close-range weapon, I think it's up there top or number one or two in terms of TTK, like toe-to-toe. -to -toe. It is more deadly than the Modern Warfare MP5. The issue is, the trade-off is the Cold War MP5 has a bit more recoil, but it sounds like you've been able... I mean, have you played with this yet, or are you just fantasizing about this gun that you haven't even really fucking put through the paces yet? No, I, ha I actually have played with it. Um, And, you know, I think it's all about choosing the distance in which you're using that weapon at. Um, I've become so accustomed with the car to be my mid- to long-range weapon. If we're looking at, like, I'm going to throw out 70 meters, typically I'm, I'm rolling car at that point. Like, I like going toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody in a closer range not close range but you see what i'm saying like something that's probably not traditionally considered like a car length something a little closer to yourself the mp5 um i'm i'm using at a closer range and i i guess i i guess the, the short answer here is that i haven't noticed the recoil with the cold war mp5 which may be the answer is that i yeah i don't notice it it hasn't been bothering me that much, which I, I've typically complained about recoil. Any type of gun that has a higher recoil, I usually step away from. But for some reason, this thing seems to lock in for me. Um, I do really like the weapon. All right. Well, great. I encourage you. Yeah, I think the way with the current meta, the way with the way teams are playing, the car time, you know, step away. I encourage you to. I've been doing it. It was hard to let go. I mean, I know she's still there, especially there's some rounds where your teammates will be like, hey, anyone want to snipe this round? And people will be like, yeah, and you all run snipers? Then I think the car's cool. But especially with the teams I've been playing with lately is there's a lot of pushing. There's a lot of like mid to short range engagements. And then the car guy, you're kind of like the, you know, the little chubby kid trying to fucking keep up on on the race through the park you got your pants they're too big they're falling out your ass so you're like wait oh they're pushing the building and you're like 
Still, oh, I downed the guy fucking on the adjacent building. I can't finish him off, but hey, guys, I downed him. And they're like, we're fucking dying in here. Where are you? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, and I've noticed that a lot lately, especially especially playing in larger team formats like, say, trios or quads. You're almost, I feel like there's an ego sense with the down. Like, you'll down somebody and it's like, I down, you're like, oh, guy down, I down him, guy, he's cracked, I down him, oh, guy, guy, but it's like, okay, well, that doesn't really help the team because his buddy's fucking getting him and they're still sniping us from the top of that as we're crossing the river. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think that you have to be very, very thoughtful with what weapons you're grabbing in which loadout, depending on where the map is going. Like if you're hunkering down and you guys are like, listen, we're going to hold this building for the rest of it. We're so centered right now. Then the car might be a good move. Absolutely. But if you're fucking, if you're, you know, 450 meters from the edge of the first circle and you're getting your loadout at prison and you guys got to fucking book it and you're taking the chopper in, maybe the car isn't a good move. Maybe you need to be fucking switching to the Strella. And this now all of a sudden is coming full, full circle where I'm going to fucking start running the Strella. What am I talking about? Yeah, it sounds like Strella Cold War MP5 is going to be the new cowboy loadout this week. So we eagerly await the report on how that goes. Uh, best of luck to you, sir. I'm saluting you now. But in addition to the solos changes with the patch notes, there was another additional change in terms of weapons tuning once again. And the big change here was the AMAX received a nerf once again, this time very, very minor. It was only one change in terms of a category. They decreased the headshot multiplier. So it essentially now uh, requires one more headshot to down someone than you would have needed previously. Well, how do you feel about this change? You know, I see a lot of really good players rolling with the AMAX, and I can imagine, I don't know this from firsthand, I don't think it, it affects the extremely good players because one more headshot opposed to one less, I mean, it definitely has implication, but I don't think... I don't know. I think for the casual player, people will move away from the AMAX. I still think the best of the best will stick with it. Yeah, I, I've looked. Actually, I haven't seen if there's new testing, but it seems like it's still the meta hog AR option. But I have seen more and more players moving away from it. A lot of people move into my beloved AK-47. Like People are figuring it out. This thing slaps the 60-round max, can set it apart. Uh, but their explanation was that the AMAX has continued to display disproportionate levels of dominance over long-range assault rifle space. And so as they continue our efforts to slowly raise the time to kill, we feel the best course of action here is to reduce the power level of outliers rather than increase others to meet it, which I love that. And they believe it will take some time to adjust to a landscape where the AMAX is not the undisputed king of long-range automatic weapons, but we feel this will be a net positive given how many more weapons we expect to be introduced into viability with this update. I mean, how are you feeling about that? Because you are the, you know, the, you're the Phil Jackson. You're the, you're like all about the Zen balance of an offensive strike. Like, how are you feeling about the AMAX? Them just tweaking it ever so slightly down. Like, you got to be loving this, right? Well, you know, the, the Tron master, uh, showman, I don't even know what they used to call Phil Jackson. So don't hold me to that. But anyways, I love it, obviously. And I think what's really cool about all of this is we really are at 
the most balanced state of Warzone ever, and we have this World Series of Warzone coming up. So that's going to be, I think, really exciting to see the loadouts being run, especially when it's trios. There's going to be some interesting team dynamics going on there. So it's, I would think it would be a shame if everybody's running a fucking AMAX. I hope that's not the case with these changes. They're certainly at least trying to get it there. So I'm into it. I think it's fucking cool. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I don't run the AMAX. I don't have it leveled. So I'm all about it getting uh, nerfed 100%. So it's it's all good by me, baby. All right. Well, so that's the change there. There was an additional change in terms of the Farah 83 they uh vague changes not really specified in terms of numbers they just said the recoil pattern was adjusted and the hip spread was increased and their explanation was interesting they said we have not yet settled on the identity of the Farah 83 we would like to see it as a long range viable assault rifle and in that light we have smoothed out its recoil to be easier to control at range we are also increasing its hip spread so it's slightly less effective in close quarters this functional overlap is something we want to avoid and will continue to address where we identify it. That's interesting because I, f I feel like I don't see a lot of people running Farah, a custom Farah in their loadout. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see that very often. But what I do see incredibly often is the Farah being the ground loot of choice that people are grabbing and using before they get their loadout. So what they're doing is they're, they're making it, it sounds like, a little less accurate. So it makes it a little bit of a trickier ground loot weapon. So it's almost like they're trying to balance out ground loot. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you did you understand what they said? I thought so. What? What? Correct me. What do you mean? I well, no. What's interesting is it was super popular early on as a short range SMG. But what they revealed here is they actually wanted the opposite. They want this fucking thing to be a long range AR. And so what they did is in terms of, they said functional overlap, like it was, they wanted it to be a long range, but it was actually had really good features up short range. That was a mistake on their part. So there've been, since they've been adjusting this thing, I think all three patches they've released, the Farah has been touched is it's weird. They've taken it now from an SMG and they're trying to completely reshape this gun basically before our eyes. So they're actually want it to be a little easier to control at range and less uh, effective as a short range SMG. So are you saying that they're trying to make it more of a long-range weapon? Yeah. Because what I'm saying is right now, it and maybe this has changed since the patch update, but it seems like such prolific ground loot. Like, it's everywhere. You find that gun everywhere. No matter, I guess, yeah, as they're trying to move away from its SMG aspects, move it along, it's still everywhere on the map. Even in the last couple of days, I've seen it everywhere. So what are they trying to do with it is my question. I see they're trying to change it, but they're still giving it to everybody all the time. I, I don't, I can't speak to its prevalence in ground loot. I agree with you, but I think that's just the nature of the ground loot guns. It's a small pool of guns. So you only see those fucking things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I don't think these adjustments were really made with ground loot versions in mind. I think they were made with more like people that want to run this thing as their hog. Yeah. Yeah. The other change was the old, good old tactical rifle, Charlie, which I, I have since discovered since last episode, that is the cold war Og. And somebody made an argument. It's funny. They try to make... I've heard multiple arguments for why they do this naming convention. And every single time, we realize it doesn't make sense at all. So I saw a new argument. They said, oh, they can't call it uh, the AUG because there's a Modern Warfare AUG. So that's why they call it the Tactical Rifle Charlie. But guess what? There's two fucking AK-47s and they call one the Cold War AK and the one the Modern Warfare AK. What the fuck? 
Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, so that was the changes to the AMAX and the Farah, and then there was one final change which affected Cold War weapons really across the board, which was pretty interesting, and since I've really looked into it, pretty badass is they quote-unquote reworked the Cold War optics. Do you know anything about this? No, no, I don't know anything. Do you run an optic on any Cold War weapon? Um... I don't think I do because the only, you know, since I'm now running the Cold War MP5, I don't have, I don't believe I have an optic on that. The FFAR, I didn't have an optic on that. And the MAC-10, I don't think I had an optic on that. Most of, it sounds, obviously, as you're catching on here, is that it's mostly SMGs and obviously one AR that I, are the Cold War weapons of choice that I've been using. Everything else seems to be... A modern warfare weapon. So no, I'm not familiar with the uh, with that. Please share. Well, the optics, which I was kind of in a similar boat to you. I wasn't really running optics on any of my Cold War weapons. Now, it wasn't just because I didn't think of it. It was because I feel like the Cold War optics out of the gate were just kind of trash. And they bounce around all crazy. I wasn't into them. So the, the issue is they were basically overall just way more zoomed in than the modern warfare counterparts. Like you would have this... Cold War scope that was a 3x scope, supposed to have a 300% zoom or whatever it is. But that was way more than fucking the 3x, which is the VLK on the Modern Warfare side. So what they did is they basically backed everything up in terms of the Black Ops optics to be much more in line with the magnification numbers on the Modern Warfare. So what you can see now is you go to a VLK scope, as I just said, which is a 3x scope. And then you compare that now to the 3X scope on the Black Ops gun, and they I've seen side-by-side -side images, and basically they're like identical now. So the, the long story short is, if fuck around with those optics, you're going to need to play around because your old favorites might not be working, and some ones you might used to avoid might be good now. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because one weapon that I've gotten in ground loot that has horrible, horrible optics, and I'm sure some of the listeners here will agree with, is the... AK-47 ground loot has the worst scopes and optics I've ever used on a ground loot weapon. They are so out of balance and make the weapons so hard to use. I fucking hate the ground loot AKs because of the optics. Well, I think that'll be since much better for you. Try it out. I personally, previously when I had my mid to long range AK, I was using like the Milliflex, which is just like a little red dot sight. I've since now, I fucked around with the 2X, the 3X, and the 4X scope this week. Because I really wanted to cover my bases, and I've since found, for me at least, the way I'm running it, I'm loving the 2X, although the 3X is really, really nice too. If you're a big VLK guy, and you have a Black Ops gun, check out the 3X. I will not, but I'm glad that you've shared that. Alright, well, so those were the big patch notes, the big updates, the big news this week in the Warzone. Uh, I did want to provide an update on a topic from last week, which was the explosive tipped bow killstreak from Rambo himself. Uh, we talked about it, we read the description, we were unclear. Well, turns out, first off, if you want to get that thing, it's available on the map for Dansk on the new CIA office building, which I guess is a building at military base. So you can find it there. Check it out. I, I now this week saw some videos of it in action, and I actually got my hands on it this week too, personally. What? I fired the explosive tip bow. So it's like a little kill streak. You hit the same buttons to activate it. I think you get three shots, and it's really, it's kind of like the crossbow, except vertical. You pull back, and then you let go, and it launches an explosive. 
I'm not very good. I didn't have much of a situation to excel in it. There was no like vehicles or anything to blow up, but I've seen some videos where people had some success with it. So I don't know. You didn't stick anybody? You didn't you didn't shred anybody with it? I did not. I did not pull a Rambo. I instead was like uh, more like Hot Shots, the uh, Charlie Sheen led spoof version of Rambo. That's a great movie, by the way. Don't underplay that. Fantastic movie. One of my favorites. Love it. They should be bringing that crossover event to Warzone soon. That would be really good. But that said, that is going to do it for us this week on the Warzone Amateur Hour podcast. Thank you all so much for dropping in with us. As we said, we have some fresh YouTube content up on our channel. Check that out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a comment. Give us some footage of your failures if you got them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. figured out my technical issues, so we will be pumping out content like it's our job. He is hacked into the Matrix. He's seeing the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. He's learning. He's becoming the one. But that's going to do it for us this week. So until next week. Good luck in the gulag. Good luck in the gulag.